0: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply in South Wales. Authorization number TP slash 01005. All right, we're back here on the overnight crowd and it is time to take a look at the Super Netball competition. We haven't had a chance to check in on it because of the show not being on this time last week. So, There's plenty to catch up on and to help us through it. Sarah Wilde from Edge of the Crowd has been kind enough to jump back on the phone. Sarah, thanks for joining us again.
1: It's exciting to join you after a week of finals. It's been a while, but uh, certainly a lot has happened, Jen.
0: So much has happened. Now, the finals, Saturday was Vixens versus the Fever. It was the one versus two clash and the Fever, they got out of the blocks super quick and the Vixens just didn't seem to have a plan B. Fever go through to host the final, even though we already knew perth would be hosting the final yes
1: well <laughs> that was, a, that was a, bit, a bit lucky for netball australia but um very well deserved from the fever after their performance on the weekend it was quite surprising to be honest the way they were able to jump the vixens so early but yes a nine goal run to end the first quarter will put you in a winning position even if it is in the first quarter um they were super impressive and it's a big task to go to Melbourne and to get it up in front of that home crowd at John Kane. So yeah, credit to the Fever. They really put up a really strong performance. Very impressive uh, was Sunday Aryung. I thought she sort of responded after a couple of quiet weeks and she's also been selected in the Diamond side. So yes, sort of justified a bit of that um, you know, iffiness about her, her uh, inclusion. So yeah, great performance from her and I mean, it blew out to as much as like 21 goals in the last quarter, but they were able to bring it back in. Samerson's uh, super shot range is very good as well, Um, but they were able to bring it in, just not quite enough. Nine goals for FIFA. I was shocked by this result, to be completely honest.
0: Yeah, with the way the Vixens finished the back half of the season, it was a surprising performance for mine. Do you think they've got it in them to put it behind them and come back out again in the, the next game?
1: Yeah, I do think they have responded fairly well after their couple of losses through the year. So I would have confidence in them being able to put it behind them. And it, it's a bit of a like an off performance from them all round. So I don't think that it's um, you know a, a massive, massive concern like oh gosh, what are we going to do next week kind of thing. But they are coming up against an an incredible side, so I I don't know if the Vixens will actually be able to respond, whether they'll be given the opportunity to, or whether their opposition will get them. Finals always throws up
0: interesting things. I thought mm-hmm. Bru- I thought Brucie for Fever was uh, mm-hmm. playing at her her physical best, where she sort of toes that that line of physicality. But I didn't think the Vixens came to match that. Not saying they have to be equally as as physical, but they just seem to be thrown off, off their position a bit too easily in that sense. And then Fowler just doing what she does, 67 mm-hmm. goals, uh, a, a so record good. again in finals now. She just is an incredible
1: player. She is. She, uh, she's phenomenal. Every time she takes the court and does something, you know, it has another impressive performance. You're just in awe. Um, she is exactly what they, they need. There is a pillar at the end of their uh, attacking end. But equally, yes, Bruce and uh, I thought overall they they hunted the bull a lot better than the Vixens. They wanted it a lot more, I felt, than the Vixens. Um, and the Vixens threw away far too much ball, which is so uncharacteristic for them. But I, I, I don't know where that came from. I just hope that that's a one-off for them um, and that this weekend they yeah can hold on to their bull a little bit better. So the fever
0: prog- progressed straight through to the grand final. Uh, the the Game on Sunday, which was the elimination game, was the Giants taking on the Magpies. Giants winning fifty-five to forty-eight. So now they'll go through and play Vixens next weekend. What did you make of this elimination game?
1: This was an interesting one because I thought that the previous night would be the closer contest, um, but it obviously didn't pan out that way. Giants Magpies. It was pretty even, seesawing contest for the first quarter. Um, Giants got up a little bit towards the end of the quarter and then the Magpies really did respond in that second quarter. And I think at half halftime, a few questions about the Giants front half and whether perhaps Sophie Dwyer and Joe Hutton weren't matching up against the Collingwood defence quite as well as they would have liked. But some pep talks at half time clearly worked a treat because the Giants, they really did shift the momentum in the third quarter. And um, by the time it was the fourth they they were sort of running away with it a bit and yes again poor Sinclair Gabby Sinclair for the pie she got brought on in the final six minutes of the of the game um, to try and rescue the result with some uh, super shots but unfortunately they didn't come off on this occasion and the Giants did get the
0: win they progressed so they progressed to play the Vixens what do you think is going to happen preview this game where the winner goes through to the final against the Fever how's it going to go Vixens versus Giants
1: this isn't um I mean, obviously, it was going to be a massive contest no matter which two teams it was. But um, the Vixens and the Giants have had a couple of really interesting battles already this year, and this is just going to add to it. Um, the Giants, they're playing they're, – they'll be playing with the confidence that uh, they've won the first game and that, you know, they're, they're full of um, – Yeah, confidence, and they're just up and about after that win over the Magpies, and I think that that will really help them progress through um, this game. Coming up against the minor premiers, obviously, in the Vixens, who, yes, they respond to losses throughout the year, but I I don't like coming up against the Giants in finals, in my opinion. I just think they're a really impressive side, and they, they switch it on, and I think that comes from Julie Fitzgerald, she knows how to switch it on, and therefore her players do too. Equally, though, Simone McInnes, incredible coach for the Vixens. She'll have uh, some things to say this week, no doubt, at training. And she wasn't very happy at all with how they performed on the weekend, especially in that first quarter. So she'll have some things to say and some points for them. Um, but I, I think the Giants come away with the win bit controversial, but I really do think
0: it can be easy to get swayed by the team that won the elimination game and to it go through so can. i'm I'm going to go the other way. i'm going to go with the team that set the standard all season, and I think the vixens will have the motivation of a poor performance behind them and and stamp out the giants, but we'll wait and see how it goes. Um in the time that we've not spoken as well Sarah the diamond squad's been confirmed for the commonwealth games did any anything surprise you being thrown up there or are you pretty happy with the way the lineup's leading out
1: Yeah pretty happy and I have to say for the most part it was fairly expected um we did however see Sunday Aryang as I mentioned earlier she got the nod ahead of Maddie Turner um at the the gold wing defense option uh, in, in defence for this particular Com Games. Um, and it, it's a credit to Sunday and her, her performance in the quad series earlier this year and obviously the work she's done with Stacey Marinkovich as her previous coach at the Fever. Um, but other than that, uh, Ruby Bakewell-Doran and Danielle Wallam got in the training partners group, which is exciting opportunities for them. Um, But it does leave the training partner group quite uh, light on experience. Um, I think collectively they have something like 30, not quite 30 uh, Suncorp Super Netball games, let alone uh, caps, diamonds caps. So um, that's an interesting there because obviously we've seen COVID have such an impact this year in the Super Netball. It's going to have an impact at the Com Games. I see it happening. So yes, an interesting light on uh, training partner group but Jamie Lee Price is there as a more experienced option in the midcourt. But we obviously saw Maddie Proud miss out on selection after she was added to the squad two weeks ago, which is a little bit of an interesting call that has a few fans up in arms because, yeah, why would you add someone to the squad only to not pick them? But we'll wait and see if she plays another competition later in the year.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I was surprised by that as well. Having seen that addition, I thought, oh, there we go. That's a, a, an insight into yeah. some, something they've gone, oops, we made a mistake here and we need to make sure we've got this player. But, um, you know, I'm I'm not a netball selector, so we move on from that. A couple of things as well, um, and we don't have to go too in-depth into it. I don't have, uh, the, I suppose, the intellect and the financial backing <laughs> to go too far into this. But netball's financial situation, it surprised me, put it that way. I didn't realise... That netball was in the position it was. I always thought it was in a fairly decent financial position. And I know a few past players have come out and expressed their shock at the way uh, things have been administrated. Do you have any take on the financial situation um, discussion that is going around?
1: Yeah, I, it's a very interesting topic of discussion at the moment. Um, plenty of people are having their say, and, and it's really interesting to read uh, various points of view, people with business backgrounds, people who have past players you know uh current players um having their say as well and the fans obviously who see you, you know a, a certain aspect of the game but they don't obviously hear as much transparency about the background and what goes on behind the scenes but yeah there is quite a large debt uh quite a, a large amount of money owed to the bank um but we we knew about 7 million of it uh, a couple of weeks ago when they announced the grand final sale uh, and the rights going to Perth and to hear that it's a few more million than that is a little bit concerning. Uh, not a little bit, that's very, very concerning. Um, it comes off the back of obviously a couple of COVID years, um, broadcast rights changing, bank loans, etc. So it it's a really scary situation though because there's, a lot of money owed, and you know, uh, a going concern notice there. Um, and so, if they can't pull it together, um, Nepal Australia is in a really tricky situation because does it exist uh, gonna- <laughs> uh, in a year's time? I, I don't see it completely closing down and like no one saving it but who is going to save it is the
0: question. He's hoping something does happen to save it because it's such a huge sport across Australia. You think about the participants, uh both male and female, it's it's yep. it's got to be somehow someone's got to step in and show the attractiveness to this to some commercial partners and hopefully um yeah, we don't lose um <laughs> the sport because it's too important to lose. Um, a tough one, but let's move away from that, which is a bit of a hard one to talk about, but let's finish off with your moment of the weekend, Sarah, what, uh, what tickled your fancy this weekend?
1: Um, I'm going to go with some live sport action. So I got down to the footy again on Saturday and obviously, uh, a good win for my Port Power. Um, they're going okay again after a, a tricky week last week against Richmond and coming off the bye, but. A couple of disappointing injuries, but that didn't sound my day. It was my birthday on Friday, so I was thinking the beers. I was having a good time.
0: (laughs) Well, happy birthday for Friday. Not only a moment of the weekend being your birthday, but your beloved Port Power getting the win for you over the Swanies, and it was a good win at that. So, Sarah, thank you for your time, and (laughs) I hope you stretch your birthday week and have an enjoyable week this week. Thank you, Jen. Sarah Wilde joining us from the edge of the crowd, sneaking in that it was her birthday on Friday. So, from all of the overnight crowd, a big happy birthday to a regular contributor here. Sarah, we hope you have a brilliant week ahead of you. And as Sarah did, keep sharing your moments of the weekend. 0433 981116 is the text line. Get in touch here on the overnight crowd. Want to witness the world's biggest football game?